We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, gentlemen. Costos, what's going on with you, brother? I would say that I'm always struggling, so I don't know that that's like unique to this morning. Day ends at a wide. I'm on the struggle bus. Great to be with you guys, though. Let's start off with a bet, because you're the gambling expert here on the program, Costos. Not not the uh, spreads this weekend. We'll get to those later. What are the odds that you would place on Colin Kaepernick getting a job after this weekend's NFL sham workout Saturday in Atlanta? I don't think he's going to get a job this season. I don't think it makes sense for him to get a job this season. Like, who's going to bring him in at this point? Like, the season's more than halfway over. Like, I don't see that happening, but... I. I think it's probably like, I don't know, like five to one maybe that he gets a job before next season, before the start of next season. I, You know what? I You couldn't set the odds at like, you couldn't give it minus odds because like no one would bet on that. So if I were like theoretically right. setting the line, like you couldn't do that. But I think it's probably close to maybe like a little less than a coin flip that he's on a roster next year. I think this is like a clear sign from the NFL that they want to get this guy back in. Um, and there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks around the league. So it, it really depends. Like, is he going to, is he going to quit with the kneeling stuff? And like, this is not meant to be a political conversation. I'm not saying whether I think it's good or bad, but a lot of teams clearly don't want to be associated with it. So, I mean, there are a lot of unknown factors involved. If it's just based on football, I think it's pretty close to a coin flip that he's on a team by week one, you know, 2020. But if all that other stuff is going on, then, you know, it's probably closer to zero percent like it's been the last three years or so so i'd maybe set it i don't know five or six to one at this point that he has a job by next season all right ross you i i think there's almost no chance he has a job this season almost none so i'd say there's a two percent chance he gets a job this season next year i i'm not as high as costos you know you're going to be in a situation where bridgewater's available cam newton's going to be available wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles and or Gardner Minshew's available. You've got Tua Tungavailoa, as well as Joe Burrow, as well as Jordan Love, as well as Justin Herbert in the draft. And I just don't think teams are that eager to sign him to be a backup. I'm going to say 10%, 10-15% am- maybe. I mean, if nobody's even wanted to bring him in for a private workout to this point, I, I just don't think that there's a really good chance that they want to sign him. If, if they're afraid of a private workout, uh, I think they're really afraid of signing him. I would agree. I'm on the Tucker side of things. There's the question, in addition, that we don't know if this thing actually goes down. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL reporter extraordinaire, was on the Greg Hill Show, WEEI, just a couple of minutes ago. Listen to what he says about the likelihood this thing even goes down Saturday in Atlanta. Patriots will be sending the director of office supply procurement <laughs> to uh, Georgia Saturday for the workout. All right. Okay. Yeah, if, let me give you if that workout even happens. Uh, if you don't, you don't think it's going to happen, right? Uh, I, um, I'm skeptical. I'll say that I'm skeptical. We'll see. All right. Well, what's we'll changed see. in over the last I don't know 24 hours? Not, not, nothing. I've been skeptical. <laughs> really? Even <laughs> since the beginning, the very yeah, first tweet huh? yesterday on the show, he yeah. said pretty yeah. much the same things. Pretty yeah. Skeptical. So we'll see. We'll see. Adam this Schefter. The stupidest skeptical. shit of all time, man. This shit is so fucking dumb, man. Like, Elaborate. this is fucking. Well, I just think the NFL is like the unbelievable ability. And it's like, I, I say this just from the gambling perspective. Like, there are times when I watch this shit. And I'm like, I can't believe I bet on this shit. Like, I can't believe not only do I bet on it. The NFL has been my favorite thing since I was six years old. I'm obsessed with the league. I'm like a, a league, like history fact book. Like, I, you can hit me with NFL trivia and I'm going to fucking nail it. Because I fucking love it. And I've loved it my whole life. Um, it's incredible to me that the officiating is worse than it's ever been. I think the coaching, the coaching decision-making is worse than it's ever been. These games can be slogs to get there. Even Monday, and I was like, oh, what a great game this is. It really wasn't that great a game. It was just entertaining and exciting. I'm like, I can't believe I spend as much time as I do betting on this shit and watching this shit. But we keep coming back to it because I guess it is it is pretty awesome, right? At the end of the day, fantasy football gambling makes, makes it really awesome. I have to say, though, as a lifelong, obsessive NFL fan, it's wild to me that the NFL can take any situation and somehow, like, reverse King Midas it. 
and everything they touch instead of gold, everything they touch turns to shit. Like, how do you fuck? This is not even something that 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 like that was that existed to fuck up. It's like they created it in in order to fuck it up. Like, what was the point of this? Like, if it's not gonna happen, like, what was the point of the whole thing? Like, who said? Is it? I think sometimes when like when like big companies make terrible decisions, there are people that probably wear really expensive fancy suits that sit in a room and came to the d conclusion that this was a good idea. Who pays these fucking people? How the fuck do these people have jobs that come to these? Like, if this thing doesn't happen, it's, it's an incredible sham. It's a shamakery. Who came up with this? How are they still drawing paychecks? Like, it's stunning to me that the NFL can be so tone deaf and so terrible with this shit. Yeah, and let me say this, Nick, just to follow on that. If it doesn't happen, I don't think it's going to be the NFL putting the kibosh to it. I think it's going to be Kaepernick not showing up. You know, with 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 Schefter saying he's skeptical that workout happens, the NFL sent that memo out. They're not canceling this. That that wasn't my read at all. My read is Kaepernick's going to say, look, I think this is a, a sideshow, a publicity stunt. I don't think there's any decision makers that are going to be there. I'm not going to do it. Which, by the way, would be a bold move by Kaepernick because it would totally eliminate any chance he ever has to play football again. And maybe that's what the NFL wants. Or, on the flip side, it would just kind of reinvigorate his, his debate, his supporters, his base, as they say in politics, Dave. Um, you know, it would just kind of reignite that whole flame and be an absolute disaster for the NFL. But don't you think like the NFL kind of set him up then? Like for the, because like I, I was reading all like the, the tweets and shit uh, yesterday that like um, apparently like the NFL said it was going to do this and Kaepernick's team th thought like the NFL was going to, was, was going to give him like the list of teams that was going to be there. And now they're not like, it just feels to like, like the reason why I want to blame the NFL for this. And I think the NFL has some culpability in it. And you're, it's a good point by you, Ross. Like Kaepernick pulls out. It's obviously partly on him too. Like the NFL has got to know what it's getting into with this stuff. Right. Like it has to know like like what's gonna happen if like like X, Y, and Z are not done. Like if Kaepernick's not gonna have like the teams that are there, then why would to be fair to him, why would he show up for this workout if it's a sham? Like why would he do that? And why would he agree to it in the first place, probably? And I'm not defending him. This is not a defense of Kaepernick. I'm just saying, like, logically and rationally, would you, if you were Colin Kaepernick, if, if you were Ross Tucker and they were like, hey, Ross, we want to have this workout. The media is going to be there. It's going to be this media frenzy. And, 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 like, you show up and it's, like, three scouts and, like, the fucking, like, the paper boy from one of these teams is going to be there. You wouldn't want to go. So I think the NFL and, and Kaepernick both have culpability in this. It's just a, it's a sideshow, man. It's just, it's a waste of fucking time, man, unless it's going to be done right, and I, I doubt it's going to be. It's like the NFL fucks all this shit up, man. Okay, I mentioned this interesting piece. Here's a quote from it. It's time to sit Saquon Barkley. It would serve the long-term interests of the player and the team if the 2-8 and Giants would put their star second year back on ice for the rest of the season. Ross Tucker is the author of that piece in The Athletic. Costos, your reaction, your Giants. Uh, as to whether they should sit Saquon or not? That's yes. the question? Like, should they? Yeah, of course they should. Like, it's done. The season's over. Like, what's the point? What's the point at this point of trotting him out there? Like, they're done. Um, he's awesome. We already know he's awesome. It was a fucking stupid pick to take Saquon second overall. That's not an indictment of Saquon Barkley and his talent. I said it in the pre-draft process before they took him. My general manager, Dave Gettleman, is obviously a clown. I want the Giants. So, they're, so selfishly, as a fan, I think I'm right. And also, like, pragmatically, I think if I'm approaching this from the organizational, now they're not going to do it because they took him seventh, second overall and they want to have him out there on the field because Dave Gettleman, like, stupidly didn't even, didn't even, like, um, harbor any, any, any trade demands that came in for that second overall pick because he's an idiot. And because he said Saquon Barkley was touched by the hand of God, well, the hand of God, you know, doesn't exactly, isn't translating to wins on the field on Sundays. So as a fan, I want them to sit Saquon because I want the Giants to lose as many games as possible. And it's easier for them to lose if Wayne Gallman's out there at running back as opposed to Saquon Barkley. And if the Giants had any organizational sense, they would look at this as a lost season and say, Saquon, sit and get healthy, stop taking hits, and let's come back next year after a full offseason with Daniel Jones in the program so he's going to be ready to go. In theory, the team should be better next year, although who the hell knows with these clowns running the organization, and let's come back strong for next year because he doesn't look like the same guy. It doesn't take a genius to see that. Like He was horrendous on Sunday against the Jets, and the Jets are not exactly the 85 Bears on defense. Sit this guy out. 
get him healthy, and let's come back strong next year. But they're not going to do that because they're dumb, because they're fucking idiots. And I kind of hope they all get fired. And when I say kind of, I do hope they all get fired. Can I just wow. say something, too, on that? I mean, obviously, I have a lot to say, Dave. But what's amazing to me is you have two shitty New York teams, okay? Yep. They play on Sunday in the toilet bowl, the Jets and Giants, this past Sunday. The Giants lose, and John Mara keeps his head down, won't talk to reporters, and the, the talk is that he wants to fire everybody, according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network. Meanwhile, the Jets win, and Christopher Johnson comes out and says, Adam Gase will be back next year. Adam Gase is our guy. Like, the amount of stock that these two shitty teams put into this shitty game is unbelievable. It's Sometimes I feel like the Giants and Jets only care about where they are in relation to the other team in their yeah. city. Like, that is comical. I mean, honestly, if that's what ends up happening, that's the best thing for the Giants, that the Jets keep Adam Gase. Are you kidding me? And by the way, it's a whole other topic because I want to stay on the Saquon for a little bit. But <laughs> why you would, if you're Christopher Johnson, say that now when there's, what, six or seven games left, why would you do that? What if they lose the next six games by 30 points each? You are a moron. There is no – he's doing that to try to be like, hey, we beat the Jet, we beat the Giants, and here's a vote of confidence, and these guys, they'll support him. We'll finish strong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wait, wait. So what? What is Christopher Johnson supposed to say? He's saying he's standing by his Nothing. coach. That is the. Didn't say that anything. Is the, wait a minute. That is the obvious answer when you want to try to circle the wagons. When you want to try to instill some confidence in a young quarterback that doesn't want to be on a third offensive coordinator, a third head coach in three years. You want to see this team show you something the next couple of weeks. Weeks that include at Washington, then a tough game against Oakland, and then dog shit Cincinnati and Miami before they go at Baltimore. Christopher Johnson doesn't necessarily commit to Adam Gaze for next season, but he certainly had to say that to try to instill some confidence with the hopes that they would circle the wagons for the rest of this crappy season, Costos. No, that's that's wrong. Sorry, incorrect. Errnt, wrong. Well, you shouldn't well then elaborate on how that's wrong. Well, because he you shouldn't, should why should no he have to comments? say that? Well, but, 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 no, but like, yes, or do not say anything. Fucking let the guy go out there and fucking, no. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what the fuck does he, like, these are professionals, man. Like, that's going to motivate them. Like, oh, our head coach got a vote of confidence. Now we're going to go out and play harder on Sundays. Bullshit. Like, like the assumption should be that he's coming back since they fucking made him their head coach. Like, that's the assumption is that he comes back. He should just, just like, he should shut up. John. I can't even, dude, like, I can't I can't even get into, like, the, the John Mara situation. He's such a fucking clown, and I feel like Wellington's rolling over in his grave watching the way his fucking John Mara's fucking running this team into the ground. It's a fucking disgrace. The one thing I will disagree with what Ross said, just being a, a New York sports fan and growing up in New York, the Yankees and Mets, and really it's the Mets for the Yankees. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Yankees fan, just because the Yankees win more often. Like, that, those are teams that are more concerned with the other one. I don't really think the Giants and Jets, for the most part, really give a shit. Like, they play in different conferences. It's really, like... It's really rare that both teams have been good at the same time um, over the last, like, 30 years when I've been watching at least um, since I've been alive basically watching football. Um, So I don't necessarily agree with that part of it. Both ownerships obviously suck. Christopher Johnson doesn't need to say anything. Like, why say that? He doesn't have to. Just shut up. Just shut up. He can't help himself because he sucks. Yeah, let me let me just let me just be the authority here. Okay, let me just put a bow on this shit. Number one. Christopher Johnson did not have to say he would definitely be back next year. He didn't have to say that. He could just say, Adam Gase is our, court, is our coach. We're looking forward to him finishing this season strong. Sunday's game against the Giants was, was a great step in that direction. You don't have to guarantee that he's back next year. Number two, it's really interesting, Costos, because in my, in my article and my tweet about Saquon, I'm totally with you. I don't see any value in playing him the rest of the year. First of all, he's clearly not even healthy. You watch him. He's not yes. the same guy. It's, I mean, he just had to get x-rays after the last game. Why you would put more tread on the tire 
and take – he only has so many explosive snaps in his body. What, why you would waste more of them this year. The arguments that people give – and, Dave, I want to get your thoughts on this as a guy that has kids, takes them to games. The arguments that they give is to help develop Daniel Jones so that Daniel Jones has weapons around him when he's playing, like Saquon. And number two, which I think is probably the better argument, is that season ticket holders – People pay tickets to go to the game. Most jerseys are Saquon jerseys. They want to see him play. I would think, though, that most real Giants fans would be looking at this thing over the next five to ten years and not just whether they go to that shitty game in December and whether or not Saquon plays. But those are the arguments I'm getting. Oh, and a bunch of pissed-off fantasy football people, too. What do you think Major League Baseball should do to the cheating Astros? And do you think it's more common than we think? I think they should take away the 2017 World Series from them. They'll never do it. it I'm, so don't confuse the issue. Like, I'm not like going to be like, like ha- this has to happen or I'm going to stop watching. They're never going to do it. But they should take away the World Series from the Astros because they're cheating rat fuck bastards, this fucking team. And they're fucking arrogant beyond belief. And I would ban AJ. If AJ Hinch is the manager and oversaw all of this, he should be banned from baseball. He should get the Pete Rose treatment because this is above and beyond. This is not like sign stealing, right? Where like if the catcher is leaving his fingers down for too long and the signs are being stolen. This is using technology to cheat. This is above and beyond like what the normal scope of quote unquote cheating would be in Major League Baseball. And you look at, AJ Hinch's quotes, right? Like the Yankees made allegations that they were the Astros were whistling um, in the ALCS this year. And Hinch said, quote, I brought I brought up the quote. It made me laugh because it's ridiculous. Had I known it would take something like that to set off the Yankees, we would have practiced that in spring training. Okay, you cheating fucking piece of shit, scumbag motherfucker. Like it's the arrogance that this team displays. The outright arrogance to thumb their noses and raise their noses and look down from fucking Mount Pius and the ivory tower at everyone to be like, huh, we're not cheating. We're just better than you. No, fuck you motherfuckers. You are fucking cheating. And look at the splits in 2017 for all these players at Mid and May Park as opposed to when they had to go away. They cheated. They should have it taken away. Now, if this is all like if Major League Baseball comes out conclusively and says it happened, to me, this is like the Black Sox in 1919. And they should have the World Series taken away from them because they're cheating fucking rat bastards, the Houston Astros. And I, the only team that I would root for the Astros to beat is ISIS. I would root for any other team in the wow. entire world to beat the Astros, including I, the Red Sox. I would rather, as a Yankee fan that grew up in New York, I would rather see the Red Sox win than, than the Astros win. I never want to see this team win another game, ever. And I felt that way before this also, to be fair. Ross, is it better or worse than steroids? And does it change how you view the game of baseball. Well, let me let me just say this first, Dave, to, to Nick's point, okay, because I feel very strongly about this. Your point about the road home splits, let's say it didn't help them that much, right? That just makes it worse. That just makes them dumber for having done it. Like, why would you cheat and have people like us and everybody else be able to call into question all of your accomplishments if it wasn't even helping that much. That's even worse. That's stupid. I mean, it's all about risk-reward, right? If if you're going to cheat, but it helps a lot, and it might help you, okay, I can see you maybe making that decision. I wouldn't, but, I, but you're cheating, and it's barely helping based on the road-home splits That is as stupid as it gets because now we can call into question the World Series, everything they accomplished, and it might not even have helped that much. That's what's crazy. The guys might have been up there waiting for the waiting for the trash can. Um, waiting for the trash can. Uh oh, I didn't get it. I'm late on the fastball. You know what I mean? Like maybe it maybe it didn't work and they're cheating screwed them. Uh as for whether it's worse than steroids. Um, it is now because they test for steroids. So it is now to me. Yeah. I mean, they're both really bad. Um, I'm not a big steroid proponent at all. I think you know that, but this is probably worse in the sense that it's within the structure of the actual game and not something that happens, you know, in the off season or, or away from the actual nine innings. 
Thursday night football on tap, and it is a beauty between the Browns and the suddenly smoking hot Steelers. Let's talk about it with Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh. So what if I told you a few weeks, six weeks ago, that your Steelers, after losing Roethlisberger and seeing a very mediocre, at best looking Mason Rudolph, that they'd win five or six, the only loss being a three-point loss to Baltimore. You'd have told me what? I would have asked for uh, your drug dealer's number. Where are you getting that marijuana, edibles? What is it? What what strain is it? I don't know. I would have never uh, bought it for a single second, boys. Um, when Ben went down, I thought it was a death sentence. I thought they were destined to go 5-11, and 11, maybe 6-10, and 10, uh, pick 9th or 10th in the draft. And then I was really apoplectic. I was furious when the Mika Fitzpatrick trade happened. Because I thought it was short-sighted. I didn't like the way Fitzpatrick had uh, gelled, so to speak, in Miami. He had played all over the place, a bunch of different positions. And I wasn't convinced that he was going to come here and be the Steelers' MVP and be the main reason, the driving force behind them going from mediocrity to a team now that can make the playoffs at 5-4. and We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talking to Brad Evans, Yahoo Sports. I want to impeach someone. (laughs) Not going to get into the president right here. Whether it could be James Dolan, Dan Snyder, someone like to impeach John Elway. Uh, The Pirates owner was impeached by Andrew Filipponi. All of professional sports, who would you like to impeach, remove from office, and why? Ryan Pace for gross negligence. Uh, And here's the reason why. How do you pass up? on a Patrick Mahomes, how do you pass up on a Deshaun Watson and Briggs had the audacity to trade up unnecessarily with the San Francisco 49ers to acquire who in the draft a couple of years ago? Mitchell Trubisky. I rest my case. <laughs> that is one hell of an answer. And, and it's hard for me to even put up an argument even with James Dolan and Dan Snyder, but I will try next hour. Brad Evans, Yahoo Sports. Follow him at Yahoo Noise. All their fantasy information available on Yahoo Sports. Good to see you, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. My Twitter feed full of impeachment for the last 24 hours, as it will be for the next several weeks, in fact, months. Impeachment hearings underway yesterday in this country for the Third time in the modern era, Nixon, Clinton, and now President Trump. We're not going to dive too into the trial unless Ross Tucker has any questions for me about what went down yesterday. But it has me hungry to impeach, to impeach somebody in professional sports. And there are a lot of candidates that should be removed from office because they have committed impeachable offenses. Here's my top three. Orioles owner, Peter Angelos. It's been a debacle. 27 seasons, yes, five times they've made the postseason, but there is literally no hope in Baltimore. One of the better ballparks in the league is often filled with visiting fans because it's just a hopeless situation and getting worse. That's the impeachable offense. The last two years, That's why you're removed from office. They've lost 223 combined games. The Orioles are in ugly, ugly times. Here's the other two that make the final three, and I cannot break the tie between them. Hopefully, Ross Tucker can do that for us. James Dolan, New York Knicks owner, another dumpster fire for the last 
20 years. They are 2-9 and nine right now. In 19th season, under James Dolan's watch, the team has advanced to the postseason five times, won a playoff series once in 2013. They've paid more luxury tax for exceeding the salary cap than anyone else since 2000. They've spent the most to perform the worst. They've had 13 coaches in 18 years. And the remarkable thing is, they're worth $4 billion, most in the NBA. Sell the team. Make those billions of dollars, James. The fans can't stand you. What's the impeachable offense? It happened in the past week. A fan was escorted from his seats by security for starting a chant, Fire Dolan. I mentioned Dan Snyder, owner of the 1-8 and eight Redskins. They are 140 and 185-1 and one and the last eight seasons, eight double-digit losses, one more with the franchise had on the previous 67 years of existence. So eight seasons with double-digit losses. That's more than the previous 67 years. They, too, are worth billions. The fifth most valuable franchise in the league is worth three-plus billion dollars. Again, Dan, sell the team. Jeff Bezos wants in. You can make a boatload of money with the Amazon owner. They both have miserable winning percentages in their 20 years. Redskins, 43%. Knicks, 41%. Ross, who in your mind should be impeached in professional sports? Well, you know, there's a couple for me, Dave. And uh, I probably do have questions for you about uh, the impeachment proceedings. Um, Can you just give me like the Cliff Notes version? (laughs) Cliff Notes version day one was devastating for the president, Bill Taylor, a career civil servant who has served his country for decades under Republican and Democratic administrations, wants nothing more than to protect this country's national security and serve his government, made clear that doesn't matter what the whistleblower said, doesn't matter what a transcript said, there was clearly a plan by the entire administration at the direction of the president to withhold $400 million in military aid to Ukraine in exchange for investigating a political rival. It is clear there is evidence all over the place. Is that impeachable? That's up to Congress. No Republican will vote with Democrats. The House will impeach him. The Senate will not. There's your cliff notes. How long does this whole process play out? Good Lord. I say into next year, they want to get it wrapped up by Christmas. Republicans do not. They want to keep some of the Democrats who are running for president there in the Senate during an impeachment trial like Elizabeth Warren. I think it drags on until early next year. They'd love to see it go till February, I think mid-January. Of 2020? Yes. Okay. Um, Got it. So I... I'm not going to keep asking questions because I don't want to show my ignorance that much on <laughs> on live radio or television. So I'll leave it at that and I'll call you later. Uh, as for sports impeachment, it's funny. Two came to mind for me and you actually referenced one of them. And this is a tough one for me because it's Dan Snyder. And it's a tough one for me because I have an affinity for the Redskins. And I started my career there. I ended my career there. I got a bunch of paychecks that had Dan Snyder's name on them. He was the owner the whole time I was there. I don't have anything negative to say about him when I was there. I, 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 the facilities were nice. Uh, everything about being on the team was cool. Uh, They gave me my helmet and shoulder pads and stuff when I was done and didn't charge me like other teams did. So I personally don't really have anything negative with Dan Snyder in that regard. And I think that he really, really cares about the Redskins. And I know that he does. I guess, I, I don't know if impeach is the right word, but... I'd like for him to figure it out and I'd like for him to figure it out ASAP or let somebody else have a try. Um, And really you could go back to when he fired my first coach, Marty Schottenheimer for my second coach, Steve Spurrier. 
it went downhill from there and it really hasn't it, it hasn't been good. So seeing the erosion of the fan base is disappointing to me. And uh, it's just he would be on my list as well. The other one's another tough one for me, Dave, because I really like this guy personally. And I'm not sure how much of this is his fault versus the competition committee versus the NFL league office, but it's Alberto Riveron. You know, I freaking love football. It's such a great sport. I mean, last Sunday, those games were awesome. Sunday night, Vikings-Cowboys. Monday night was bananas. It's a great, great sport. I don't know why. It's like we're trying, and Costo said this earlier, it's like we're trying to test people's patience with it. Why they are throwing the flag. Forget even the instant replay of P.I. I, I, could, I could go on to that, but that's, that's not even what I'm talking about. They are throwing the flag too often. They are throwing the flag on too many ticky-tack plays. There are too many penalties. It is hurting the product. They need to stop. And if it takes impeaching Alberto Riveron and inserting the home-and-home home minister of common sense, me, Ross Tucker, to do it, then that's what we need to do. I think you would be a great minister of common sense. I think it, it needs to happen. And that's a good one I had not thought of. I still think Dolan won Snyder too. I like Riveron. The the terror that well, James Dolan has brought on Knicks fans is just unusual. Talk to those yeah, fans. Here, and They're here's miserable. The and yeah. here's the difference I would say, Dave. You were talking about who should be impeached in sports, right? I went personal. I went with things that I care about. Like, I don't want James Dolan to be impeached. I'm a Sixers fan. I think it's hilarious that the Knicks suck. I think it's hilarious that the Knicks are a shit a shit show. I don't want to impeach huh. Dolan. I, you know, like, I, you went like you are right. Like you gave the right answers for like the good of the sports world. I'm selfish as hell. I just went with the guys that I would like to maybe impeach for my own purposes. I don't want to impeach Dolan. He's an easy target. The Knicks suck. You know, it, it, it's good. It's good for me. I would like to see, just as a, a sports reporter, whatever we are here, but as a sports fan, I would like to see the Knicks organization be somewhat relevant beyond being a, a perennial punching bag. I mean, I will say this. James Dolan goes to every game, sits courtside, takes the abuse, although he has the fan removed for starting the fire Dolan chant. He goes and takes that abuse Every night. And those fans, they pay 20 bucks a beer. I was there the other night. He should be impeached for that. 20 bucks I paid. It was like 18.50 what? for a large, a big boy. It was a big boy can of beer, a Stella. I did tip because it was a credit card thing and you just feel bad. They give you the option and you, you hit a dollar. 18.50 for a big boy Stella. Yeah, is that's got to be number one in sports, right? Well, at least it was a Stella and something that has right. a little bit of flavor, not like your Bud Light that you like to drink. At <laughs> least it was a Stella has a little bit of flavor. It's not an IPA, but it's we're at least getting closer. But 1850, that is amazing. The profit margin, the gross margin on that is just incredible. Absolutely incredible and let me ask this it was just a can right it was just a big boy can yep and if you used a credit card you went to the you went to the beer stand to purchase it right what are you tipping for it's a great like, question like I, the bartender the bartender didn't make you a drink he, he literally did not pour nothing. the beer he didn't even pour the beer in a glass and it's not like they right. served it to you at your seat. You just tipped Hold on. for a guy taking his fingernail and popping the can? You just tipped a dollar? I, I mean, I'm not, it must uh, be nice to proud. be rich. It must be nice <laughs> to be rich. A dollar. Let me just tell you something, Dave. If you're giving out a dollar for that, 
Next time I'm up your way, I'll come to your house and I'll just sit there. I can pop about 500 of those in like 15 minutes if you want to give me $500. I'll quit this job right now and just be your can popper, okay, for a full-time job if you give a dollar out for every one of those. You would get a dollar a month. I don't drink beer. I drink tequila. But it is a nice thought. I, it's the guilt factor. And the brilliance of those credit card machines is the guilt factor. That's why they have them there. Not just for the convenience. Because they know that tip thing comes up there. And even if you're at Starbucks, I'm like, damn it. I don't like to tip at Starbucks. I hated to tip that guy. He didn't deserve it. It was straight up the guilt factor. It's kind of like when you go take a piss at a nice restaurant and they have that stupid bathroom attendant there and you're like really dude i don't need you to hand me a fucking mint or a paper towel do i really have to tip you a dollar for sitting your ass there in the bathroom and smelling whatever you smell in there i don't know which i hate more the freaking automatic tipping question at starbucks or when i get my beer at msg or the bathroom guy that guilts me into putting a buck in that stupid jar which is worse? Do you feel guilty when, you, when you're when you taking a piss and you got the bathroom attendant? Yeah, so I, this is a great topic. This is a great topic. <laughs> so I used to always tip the bathroom attendant guy because I just feel bad for him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I do not tip him for the service he provides, maybe a little bit. I like that he wipes the area around the sink. I like a nice breath mint. Uh, who doesn't like a nice breath mint? Uh, maybe a squirt of cologne if I'm feeling like I need a little bit of something, something. So I liked it, but I really tip the bathroom attendant more because I feel bad for him that that's where he's at at that stage of his <laughs> life. And that's a sad thing to say, but it's true. Like the guy, I, I appreciate the service he's providing, but I mean... What he really does is when I'm washing my hands, he pulls out the paper towel <laughs> and hands it to me, um, which like, dude, I definitely could have just grabbed the paper towel. Like I definitely could have grabbed yeah. the paper towel, but yeah. I end up tipping him or I used to at least because I felt bad for him. Here's my issue, Dave. I really feel bad now for like, um, uh, what were they called at hotels? Uh, porters, you know, like the yeah, people, yep, what are yep. they called that they, you know, the guys yeah, take your luggage and yeah. valets and stuff like that. You call them a bellhop. You know yeah. Bellhop, valet. I yeah. never carry cash like ever. I never carry cash. So I am going to a hotel today. I'll drive up to West Point. I'll go. The guy will help me with my bags. I don't carry cash. I, I don't have cash on me. Like, I feel like any of those jobs, valet, uh, you know, anything like that, I feel like that is bellhop, I, I, bellman. I feel like that's, those are bad jobs now, man, because a lot of people like me, I don't ever carry cash. I don't know why I would. It's pointless. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it in my wallet. I don't want change. I don't want to not be able to track my expenses. Like I, I don't need it. Don't want it. But this is the negative part of it. And I think that they all probably just think I'm a dick now. And maybe I am a dick. Maybe I should go and go purchase, um, go to the ATM or go get ones or fives or whatever just to tip people. What are we doing now then? What am I tipping them for? They actually just caused me an inconvenience. They made me go have to get tip money. I'm not tipping you. You made me have to go get tip money so I could tip you. I'm, you just added time to my life. You just made my life worse, not better. I'll carry my own bags, damn it. Anyway, that's I, how I feel. About I know, it. I get that. I feel that anger, that passion, and that uncomfortable feeling but here's the deal i don't travel very much i never carry cash either so i get in a lot of those situations as well but i never travel i think someone that travels as much as you ought to carry small cash ought to carry fives ought to carry ones when you don't tip do you say 
I'm sorry, I don't have any cash? Or do you just like kind of keep your head down and avoid all eye contact? How far does the guilt go? Uh, it varies, but I'd say 90% of the time, I'm like, sorry, bro, I don't carry cash. Like, And I'll, I'll even make a conversation about it. Like, I'll be like, does this job, like, how long you had this job? Does this suck compared to how it was 10 years ago? Because I never carry cash anymore. Like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, like, sympathize with them and maybe even have, like, a quick discussion about it, which somehow makes me feel a little bit better about not tipping. <laughs> and do they tell you it really is hard times for valets and porters yes. and bellhops? Yes, they say it, it, so it sucks. Yes, they say it sucks. They say they get a lot less tip money than they used to and that the job's not what it used to be. Speaking of that, I have a dilemma I need your um, advice on. Okay, so I'm going up to West Point today. Saturday will be the sixth and final Army home football game that I've called this year. I still will do the game in two weeks in Hawaii. That's going to be sweet. Oh. I will also do the Army-Navy game in the radio booth for Westwood One. That will be sweet. You should go at some point. Um, but there is a young lady, Dominique. She's awesome. On Fridays, she picks me up in the golf cart and takes me through campus to the Army football offices for our production meetings. When those meetings are over, she takes me back down to the hotel. Saturday, picks me up in the golf cart, takes me to the game, the stadium, and the play-by-play guy and the sideline uh, reporter. And then after the game, she does a great job. We hop in the golf cart. She zips us out of there to my car, and I'm off trying to get back to Pennsylvania by 7, right? Like, she's awesome. Now, that is her job. She's a runner. That's her job, like she's hired by CBS to pick us up, drop us off. Can I get you anything? Do you want Starbucks? Whatever. But I'm she's probably not breaking the bank here. What do you think is the proper amount to give her, if anything, on Saturday to thank her for these six home games, even though she's just doing her job? Is it no tip, small tip, big tip, in your opinion? I have ne- I have had many a runner in my life, and I am a bad human being. Uh, I tipped the asshole that opened my beer at MSG. I have never tipped a runner. <laughs> so so I have a, I have a clear problem. I have never tipped a runner. I always feel it is their job. I know they don't get paid a lot of money for it, but it just always felt like an awkward situation to hand over a tip to someone that I assume is not at all expecting one or relies on them. And that's where you draw the line. People whose salaries rely on tips, valets, bellhops, uh, you brought up some good ones there, servers at a restaurant, their salary for the most part, is like $3 an hour, 4 bucks an hour. They're entirely dependent on the tip. The runner is not. Now, now that you've made me think about it, and, and, and you live in this big fancy house with this driveway so long that people don't even trick-or-treat at your house, I think you go $50 gift card with the Merry Christmas card. I know that's a little, is that a little strong? No, no, I, I, I didn't know if, like, I didn't know if it's 100 or I didn't know if it's 20 uh, but if 20's like, dude, 20 bucks, uh, gift cards, right. gift cards, a nice idea. The problem with gift card is, um, I'm going there today. I don't have time to get her a gift card. You know what I mean? Like where, where would I get a gift card? Where would I do anywhere, that? anywhere, anywhere has gift cards. First off, you, you might stop at a Starbucks or a Dunkin'. They have them, but Every Walgreens and CVS or Dwayne Reed in the country has like hundreds of gift cards. You can get whatever amount on them you want. You can just buy a Visa gift card, 25, 50, whatever dollar figure you want. Easy, almost anywhere. And that's better than like cash, you think? Absolutely. Absolutely better than cash. Because it's more like a cash. it's more like a thank you gift than it is a uh all right. I think I'm gonna do that. I will say this too. This is interesting. 
I'm actually a really good tipper. Like, I know for waiters and waitresses and bartenders, I know how yeah. important tipping is. And I know how much of, like, that job's not fun, right? Like, coming over the table, what can I get? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. like, that job stinks. And, or at least doesn't seem like it's very fun. They're trying hard. And if you have that job, you know, you're really working hard. You're at a place in your life where you're working hard. I I always go in my mind like 20% and then round up. So it's just an interesting dichotomy between, and by the way, part of the reason why I do that is because it's just easier math. Like if, the, if it's like $55 right. or $58, I'll give a $12 tip because I'm like, all right, 58 is close to 60, 20%, right. 20 bucks. There you go. Right. Something like that. Because I, I, I feel like I want to be generous in that regard. And yet I do too. And let, I don't, and let, and yet I don't tip bellmen or, or people like that, that it's a cash thing at all. Waiters and waitresses is a much better place to be because it's just on the credit card thing. I just go boom, boom, boom. There you go. There's $20, but it's totally different for the bellman or whatever. You've never waited tables. I think every human being on this earth ought to wait tables at some point in their life. I did it for years. I bust, I hosted, and waited tables. And you can't really appreciate the job until you've done it. So I am a good tipper, but I'm also a tough critic. I know if you sucked, and I I know it's if, if it's your fault and you didn't apologize and take some accountability, I go well below 20% because I know it's on you. I spent many years as a waiter, my friend. Well, you are hired. I, I like to, I, I do like a, on some level to reward performance. So I'm with you on that. Hiring can be a slow process. Speaking of all this hiring talk, Cafe Altura COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The smartest way to make some great money for a wonderful cause is something our good friend Christian Fourier, WEI, former Patriots and Seattle Seahawks, tight end, spent some great years in the NFL and, of course, at University of Colorado. WEI host is going for 25 straight hours of broadcasting in Boston. His goal to raise $25,000 for the American Diabetes Association. It's called Christian Fourier's 25 for 25K. Again, raising money, and now they've raised that goal to double that, double the $25,000 goal. Fourier, uh, losing his mind late last night, jump, jump around, playing some crazy music on WEI, just trying to stay awake. What's the longest you've ever broadcasted? Do you think you could stay awake for 25 straight hours, even for a great cause like the American Diabetes Association? Uh, for the American Diabetes Association, if my child was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, yes, I could. Uh, and that's about the only thing that could compel me to do 25 straight hours. It wouldn't be pretty. Uh, I would be exhausted. It probably wouldn't be great content. Uh, but I, I could push through it if, if my child was involved without question. 
what would you need to drink or do to stay alert? I mean, my go-to is coffee, but I, 25 hours wouldn't do it. I think halfway through, I'd have to turn to like the, the Red Bull monster energy drink type stuff. I would agree. I, I, I think it would be a combination of uh, Starbucks venti frappuccinos just to make me happy. Uh, like, like a milkshake, caffeinated milkshake. I'd probably crush several of those. I'm a big like diet Snapple and diet straight black tea guy. Um, and maybe if I had to some Red Bull and at that point, maybe some Red Bull and vodka. Do you tip at Starbucks? No, I do the, uh, I do the mobile I app. I do the mobile app. I get great joy out of the mobile app. I, I do the mobile app. There's nothing, Dave, listen to me. And we can talk about this more tomorrow because I know we got to wrap. There's nothing that gives me more pleasure than ordering Starbucks ahead on the mobile app, walking into the Starbucks, oh. and seeing eight to ten losers standing in line <laughs> as I walk in and smile and grab my Frappuccino, look at the people in line, look at the whatever they're called, the barista, and say, thank you, and walk out. That is a joy that most people will never experience. It is amazing. That, and that is happiness, my friends. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.